Yeah, so that that Bunfest 2018 Twitter chat uh, that I was talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, I just looked down and I'm trying to catch up. I was looking to give you an example of uh, English that I don't understand as English. And I looked down and the first message is, uh, yeah, did I mention the casino in Estonia that originated uh, that was also a homosexual sex dungeon? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure uh, where that comes from but <laughs> but the response a little bit farther down from our buddy bogan is uh, even better so of uh, right so you know how um vegas bun boy like his expression is feed the bears yeah all right so uh bogan replied i put feed the bears on a grinder profile and for some oh, reason Jesus i have hundreds Christ. of messages now <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bogan, I don't, I I don't know if I'm allowed to share that. That may have been inappropriate, but it was damn funny. Uh, that's fucking funny. Peekaboo, you fuck you. I see you, you motherfucker. Do you want to talk or do you want to bet? We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high powered water acid. A salt shaker half full of cocaine. A whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. Also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen in. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal, it's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Vegas Confessions. We are on episode 20, and we are going to get started with shout-outs, but first, I'm Julian. I'm Shane. I'm Eric. Go ahead, Shane. You want to start with shout-outs? Yeah, I actually got uh, I got one, which is kind of uh, related to our Ocean's 14 trip that we're doing. Um, and there's going to be a little promo, I think, in this episode that we're going to throw out there. You know, as you all know, we've been talking about it a long time. We got Ocean's 14 splitting. We're doing some Atlantic City. We're doing some Laughlin. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Laughlin Buzz because they actually are listening to us. They've been listening to us for a long time, and they help kind of push things that way. Uh, another shout out I want to give is to uh, Kyle, uh, Whispers underscore Vegas, because he was a kind of a con- contributor in how that worked as well. Um, Everything kind of came together. You guys will find out more here later on, but yeah, those are mine. Sounds good. I have a few, of course. Got our buddy Keith Makowicz, who reached out this this week about questions about the plaza because he was going to be spending the weekend there this weekend. So, of course, we gave him all the insights. So, again, Keith, have a good time. He's from Philadelphia. I know you don't like that, Eric, but the guy's <laughs> a good guy anyway. I got to meet him at Flamingo a couple trips ago. Um also, we have our buddy Daniel Ocean. After listening to our pop-up pizza review, he started ap- apparently raiding all his local pizzerias with their deep dish. So he's been on a mission lately. So shout out to Daniel Ocean. And then last, I want to give a big thanks to all the podcasts lately that have been sharing the Ocean's Coast to Coast event. Cousin Vito, you can bet on that. Tipping the odds, Epic Esquire, Faces and Aces. Thank you guys for spreading the good word about the whole trip. We appreciate it. That's awesome. So I've got a little bit of a laundry list this week. Uh, I usually try to keep it to one or two, so uh, bear with me. 
Um, I want to start with uh, Justin Walter at JD Walter 89. So uh, he reached out to let me know that he was wearing his VC shirt to his local casino. (laughs) And uh, the back of the VC shirt says on it, what does it say, Jay? What's your story? What's your story? So this woman approached him and said, you really want to know my story? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I I don't know. Maybe we created a connection there. I'm not sure. Next is uh, Vegas Addict. Uh, that's at Casino Sean eighty seven. We've mentioned him before. Great. Uh, sent a, a very nice gift. I appreciate it, Sean. Thanks so much. Um, Vegas Bound at Vegas Bound thirteen. Yeah. I want to uh, welcome you back to the community. Yeah, um, yeah that uh, was glad to see him back, and uh, really, really appreciate how uh, willing he was to share and uh anyway good good to see you back man that's cool uh jamie perry at jp 1030 he had a few comments on people welching on a bet and uh he's firmly in my corner <laughs> carl schlegel at k underscore schlegel um wanted to uh share some good words and uh, uh thoughts about the show and I appreciate you reaching out, Carl. Carl's one of these guys that I've been talking to on Twitter for a couple of years, and I've never met. And we miss each other in Atlantic City regularly. Oh, wow. So hopefully we can put an end to that, Carl. Um, and my last one is for the whole group of people going to Caesars Windsor this weekend. Um, unfortunately, for business reasons, I had to bow out of this trip. I will not be attending, but I wish you all good luck, and I hope you have a great time. You are bowing out of a trip? Oh, sir, life is taking over. He is human. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> he is you know, human. <laughs> there's, it, cert, certain things are just uh, more important, I guess. I get it. And that, get that's it. not disparaging anybody uh, on that trip. I'd really, really love to be with you guys. Um, but, yeah, real life and business and just things going on that I, I have to be here for. So I can't be out of the country. Totally get it. It is what it is, but that's cool. That's cool. You you hit enough spots, I think, as it is. God damn it, more than more than we're fucking hitting. I tell you that. All right, right. so I can get a mulligan around this one. There there you go. You got a mulligan. (laughs) So that's awesome. Um, So yeah, so those are the shoutouts. We actually had what was really cool uh, for those of uh, you guys have listened to last one. Uh, Eric had a, I guess more Eric what a question or story slash about the same thing i suppose about how we feel about um a friend that kind of does you wrong i suppose okay fair yeah i, I you know I, I don't know how to sum it up anymore i don't i don't know jules is there another way to say it yeah that's pretty accurate i i think it was just a discussion around gambling etiquette with people that you yeah. at least assume are your mm-hmm. friends yeah, true. That is true. Well, we did get some feedback from that. Um, actually, pretty good feedback. So we're going to play that next and then uh, stand by. We'll have comments. Hey, guys. It's Angela Caruso calling. Uh, after listening to Eric's story about a friend not paying back uh, on his wager, I had to think about this. Uh, that happened to me about a couple months ago. I was playing teams over at Harrah's Atlantic City. Uh, we both sat down with a friend and uh, we both hit in the beginning. He hit $400 on video poker. I hit $200. We walked over to Roulette, bought in for 200 cashed out at 890 uh, We kind of chopped it there. 
walked back to video poker, played a little bit, and he hit, my friend hit a royal flush for two grand. My card was in the machine, and uh, they came to hand pay us, and the woman asked, you know, who do I pay? And I just kind of gestured in the center of the two video poker machines, um, and she handed me uh, my card, like I said, was in the machine. She handed me the W-2. Uh, long story short, he never paid me. I thought he was just holding the money since we were at the bar. I had my bag. Um, and, yeah. So Eric's story kind of brought back that moment. And now I'm stuck paying, you know, potentially the $500 on that $2,000 win. Um, I probably have the losses to cover it. But uh, still, really, really hurt me. Um, so, anyway, that's a former friend. And um, just figured I'd let you guys chime in on that one. Have a good day. Bye. Angela, thanks for calling in. So let me start off by saying Angela Caruso is one of my favorite people uh, in Atlantic City. Um, she's really, really great people, and um, I'm thankful to have her as a friend. So, Angela, a couple of things to discuss. Um, i got to make the lawyers happy first before I say anything. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, while the following statements uh, that are about to come out of my mouth, I'm not acting as a fiduciary. I am not giving any legal or tax advice of any kind. These are general statements that may or may not apply to anyone's individual situation. Jesus and this Christ. cannot be considered advice or counsel on any financial matter whatsoever. Good? I, I guess. I'm okay. blown away. All right. Fair enough. So, first of all, Angela, shitty, shitty situation. A um, uh, couple of things. So, you had mentioned that you think you have losses to cover uh, the W2G that was issued in your name. So, for all of the listeners, 2018, there was a tax change. The good news is that your standard deduction increased. The bad news is those of you um, that had itemized in the past may not be able to due to the increased standard deduction and the only way that you're really able to write off your losses against your gains or your w2g reportable wins is via itemized deductions so seek your own uh professional tax advice um, but there are a number of people who have changed how they gambled because of that um, I know Mitch from Tipping the Odds has mentioned how he doesn't play anything more than a quarter video poker uh, because he falls into that, you know, uh, area where the standard deduction is going to supersede uh, what he would be able to itemize. Hmm. Additionally, um, when the W2G is issued in your name, you do not have to accept it and sign for it. They will not pay you until it is signed for, but... Um, if you do not believe that that W2G should be issued in your name, you can simply refuse it. Um, the IRS has a form 5754, which can also be filled out. Uh, basically, if the winner is not the actual winner, which may have been the case in this situation, the form can also be used if uh, it's like a group gambling experience, which also could be the case here 
where um, the winner is actually a part of a group of winners. And that form 5754 is used to kind of divvy up the tax liability. So, you know, if you're going to be gambling with a partner or in a group gambling situation, uh, you should probably familiarize yourself with that and uh, the right way to use it. Um, lastly, your friend sucks. <laughs> I was going like to say. There, there's, just, there's just no no way around it. I'm going to take it at face value. Um, yeah. Like I've, I've had uh, my own issues recently with uh, Atlantic City friends. And, but wouldn't it be funny if this was the same guy? Oh, oh my shit. God. That would I, be like funny. I'm, I'm sure it isn't, but but we run in I guess quasi Close similar circles. circles. Yeah, yeah. So you know yeah. if it if it wasn't for the fact that like I know this guy's not playing video poker, but uh, entirely possible I know who this person is. So uh, oh. yeah, anyway. I just I I think that's it. It's 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 a tough situation but i mean like you said eric i got to meet this lady in vegas our last trip and hang out with her a few days and very fun and trustworthy and you know i think her biggest the biggest thing was she gestured to take the w you know to sign off and she assumed that it was going to be split and didn't put it past you know since they had been gambling and winning together so i mean it's yeah like you said the friend absolutely sucks and you you just you never put it past a close friend you've been you've been trusting and gambling with all night you guys have been doing everything together and this hasn't been an issue and then it does happen and it, it does it makes you look at them in a weird way the next time around yeah that's that's a that's a real tough one right there man really puts you know, a bitter t- taste in your mouth that's the thing i mean yeah. it just puts a bitter taste in your mouth about the whole the whole scenario you know wow. let me give you the, let me give you the bright side the bright side is this was a two thousand dollar win. So if it was a split, really, you know, she's owed a thousand dollars. If you can pay a thousand dollars to get a piece of shit out of your life, do it every time. <laughs> do it every Jesus time. Christ, you, off, guy. you actually you probably get off cheap. So, More likely. Uh, all right. Well, we love you, Angela. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for calling. That's that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that was a really cool call, I I think. Um, You know, and it was one of those things where, you know, how many other people deal with that necessarily and what's going on across the board? You know, I mean, gambling is a, you know, it's something that kind of gets people, affects some people more than others. So, you know, that's a whole nother subject that uh, we're not going to really dive down the road necessarily. But there was one thing to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And again, this isn't, so what we have found, and I talked to my Eric and Julian, the, the co-host of Vegas Confessions, about what this looks like. There was something that I caught wind of from a show, you know, a few nights ago. And it hasn't been proven that it actually happened. But I was, once I heard about it, I was like, you know, that's an interesting facet, you know, of what this might be. So I kind of plug some stuff together and was looking around a little bit. But uh, it's one of those things where supposedly there's something done in the late 70s, early 80s called the Lucky Study. Again, really didn't do a lot of research. Don't know if it actually happened, whether it didn't, whether it did. But this guy wrote a book. He had a 10-year study of gamblers and what they did and how they kind of interacted with each other. One of the topics on that, one of the topics that he covered was what they found people who actually enjoy gambling and are good at gambling their names have even numbers. 
And the people who are not good at gambling, and they just don't really enjoy that whole thing, their names do not have even numbers. They have odd numbers. So here's a question for you two. Um, Eric, how many uh, how many letters are in your first name? Uh, that would be four. That would be four. Ding, ding, ding. Julian? Six. So mine has five. And I thought that was kind of fucking interesting. So then if you expand a little bit more, Eric, your full name. Are you even or odd? Do you know? Uh, I'm, I'm using fingers and toes. Am I counting my middle name? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, if I use my middle name, I'm even. Okay, there you go. Um, Julian. Julian Romero, yep. right? Yep, Julian Romero. 12. 12. even. So, uh, Shane Mields, 11. I just thought that was kind of fucking funny. <laughs> but I looked at that thing. I was like, huh. Whether the study actually was done or not, whether it wasn't, um, you know, it's just kind of fun to kind of think about. There was other things in the study. There actually is a book on it. There was a book. Whether the study was done or not, this guy did research uh, kind of the aspects of gambling, perceptions, views, you know, how gamblers kind of look at things a certain way. And uh, some of the stuff that he was talking about is just change your perceptions of life and what you're doing. Um, there was another famous... Uh, Guy that actually changed his name and become uh, he became a famous gambler after he changed his name. Great poker player, evidently. Now, whether it was the fact that he changed his name or was the fact that he changed his perception of what he was looking at and how he was perceiving everything, I don't know. The audience is out on the whole thing. But I thought it was cool. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Very interesting. It's fitting for the show. Me and Eric are even, and you're the odd one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that tends to be the the running uh, gamut for this thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you can find us at VegasConfessionsPod at gmail.com. Call us at our hotline and leave a message at 559-461-7488. Keep in mind that's three minutes, but that should give you plenty of time to leave a story. If you want to call back, we can add on to that. Remember, folks, we are listener interactive. The more you interact like something as simple as a song request, the less we have to let yell at you guys to send us all your shit. Also, want to get a hold of us through social media? Don't be a stranger. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can find my brother and second wife at Shane Mields on Twitter. You can find me at Julian Romero 559 on both Twitter and Facebook. Get to know our newest brother from another mother on Twitter at erosenthal 1029 Also, you can see videos of all of our group trips and meetups from Las Vegas to Atlantic City on YouTube slash jromero559. Do me a huge favor by subscribing to there too. Thank you all, and we love you all. That being said, we thank you folks so much for listening. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Do us a huge favor by one, subscribing to the podcast, and two, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It always helps spread the word about us, and little by little helps people find us. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so welcome everybody to the history portion of the whole thing after uh, we got everything going on here. We, you know, we covered a lot of downtown gambling casinos type thing. One thing that we wanted to cover is uh, just crazy sons of bitches in Vegas. <laughs> and there is one that is kind of beyond crazy. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to roll into that. Mr. Hughes, the papers say that you may be going to Washington. Is that correct? 
Yes, uh, I'm going there to testify before Senator Brewster's War Investigating Committee. As you know, uh, this committee has caused quite a stir by its investigation of my two airplane projects, the uh, XF-11 photographic plane and my large flying boat. Do you think the investigation is living up to its advanced publicity? Frankly, no. I think it's falling apart at the hinges. So on this episode, we're going to speak a little bit about the man, the myth, the legend, Howard Hughes. You know, a little bit of history on Howard Hughes. Um, born Howard Robert Hughes Jr. He started his life uh, that he had when his dad had invented a tool that revolutionized the oil drilling industry. So after that, with a fortune available to him, he dabbled in everything from filming movies to building the infamous Bruce Goose. Eventually, this recluse of a man pulled his stakes and decided to try his luck at squeezing into the real estate market and moved to our favorite city of all, Las Vegas. Yeah. Typical. What's that? Sorry, I said yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Typical for Hughes' personality, he arrived in Vegas in the middle of the night during a Thanksgiving weekend in 1966. He took his private train. Yes, his private train. Mm. To Vegas where two of his aides took him to stay at a penthouse at the Desert Inn. This was not Hugh's first visit to Vegas. Back during World War II, he had stayed at the casinos that were available at the time, like the Desert Inn, the Flamingo, and the El Rancho. In 1943, he was actually flying a test plane known as the Sikorsky S-43 when he had crashed it into Lake Mead, killing the two passengers on board. Luckily, he had dropped actress Ava Gardner off in Vegas right before the crash. In the 1950s, he purchased 40 square miles of land from BLM, trading 73,000 or so acres in five northern Nevada counties for the land. It was known to be called the Hughes Site. I Sound th- right? I think so, Hughes yeah. Site? This is how it was said, but it, yeah, it's a weird pronounce. It was known to be called the Hugh site before it was built into the present-day Summerlin Master Community. After that purchase, he was said to be worth around $300 million. What he had under his belt for property at that point, I really don't want to talk about what was under his belt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But using that language, it was Harold's Club in Reno, uh, almost every vacant lot on the Strip, ranches, mining claims, and even an airline. Yeah, and again, there's more to this guy, but this, you know, we're focusing on Vegas, and and he was just, you know, he was all over the board. So back to the 1966 time frame. Uh, rumor has it that Mo Dalitz, who discussed in previous episodes, and we have a couple times, uh, was the general manager for the Desert Inn at the time. Supposedly, he had asked Hughes to leave the penthouse suite, and instead of abiding by the request, Hughes just bought the fucking property for 13 million dollars <laughs> and took over the top two floors. Done deal. One for his team and one for him and his penthouse suite. So now with a foothold in Vegas, he tried to get a license to run the desert in. However, small little problem for this weirdo. Uh, He refused to be photographed for it, fingerprinted. He didn't want to fill up paper, no financial disclosures. He didn't want to do any of that stuff. But since the Vegas city officials were so eager to get his millionaire 
in their town for who he was, they bent the rules and issued a business license anyway. And so it begun. Hughes was, Hughes was on a roll to buy everything available as fast as they could. He started with buying the Sands for $14.6 million, the Frontier for $23 million, and the Unfinished Landmark for $17 million. Even though the Landmark stood half-built for almost eight years, he wanted it anyway. He purchased the Castaways and bought the Silver Slipper only for the reason, <laughs> blows my mind, that the giant slipper that rotated outside the casino was keeping him awake at night. So he bought it <laughs> so he could have that moved. So he didn't. He could actually sleep, which a guy didn't sleep anyway. So buying all these casinos made Hughes the largest employer in Nevada with an average of around 8,000 people estimated. And not only strip properties, but this guy had also invested in most of the land surrounding the McNairn Airport, uh, several small casinos, residential lots near Desert Inn and around, all the North Las Vegas Airport itself. At the time, there was a small one that was out north that people would private fly out of. And uh, it also should be noted, and I put this in here because it's funny, um, He most of his business holdings were ran by an unofficial name, the Mormon Mafia. Wait for oh. it. <laughs> yeah, right. Because most of the committee was made up of LDS, uh, which if you remember, uh, we can cover history on another main banker that's in Vegas, but he was also an LDS member and uh, kind of got that city off the ground in the 40s, 50s. So another rumor that can't be proven but has circulated pretty well through history. It was said that Hughes, or someone claiming to be Hughes, called the governor when he bought the Desert Inn. He let the governor know that he has purchased other properties throughout Vegas, and if he was left alone to do so, he would fund a medical school at the UNLV for around $200,000 every year for 20 years. There was supposedly a handwritten note by Hughes stating this very thing. However, the school was never started or funded during that time. And only after Hughes left Vegas was the medical school built. Another thing that pissed off Hughes was the atomic explosions going off 70 miles north of Vegas. He had issues that it might scare away tourists, radiation poisoning, and rattle his properties due to the rumble the explosions caused. Even this guy had the top government access due to his company, Hughes Tool Company, he often didn't really want to play by the rules or listen to anything the government said. And due to this, the atomic bomb test continued whether Hughes wanted them or not. Another rumor is said that Hughes offered a million dollar bribe to both President Lyndon B. Johnson <laughs> as well as Richard Nixon Jesus. to stop the testings. On the flip side of all this weirdness that made Hughes who he was, he really did somewhat mean well. He tried to change the fact that Las Vegas drinking water was coming from Lake Mead, where sewage was being dumped. He pictured the train system, skyscrapers, and clean air for the city of Las Vegas. Problem was, the guy was crazy as a loon. He wanted all of this, but yet never left his penthouse that he originally took over the Desert Inn. Maids that cleaned the penthouse after Hughes left said the drapes were never opened and literally were rotten and falling off the curtain rod. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Bummer. So, locking himself down, afraid of everything from germs to the government, he never left. He wanted to watch TV all night, but there wasn't a TV station in Vegas that played throughout the wee night hours. So, he bought KLAS Channel 8 for $3.6 million just so he could have TV 24-7. After four years in Vegas, several rumors of how Hugh left float around but are not confirmed. 
One rumor says that he was hauled out of the Desert Inn penthouse by paramedics on Thanksgiving Eve in 1970, which is ironic because he arrived there in Thanksgiving Eve four years prior. He was taken <laughs> to Nellis Air Force Base and flown to a private resort in the Bahamas. Another rumor says he escaped down a fire escape ladder and was picked up by a black private car with no license plates. No matter how he ended up leaving the town of Vegas, it is fairly certain that Hughes had pissed off so many people in his business dealings that he burnt every single bridge he had. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that says Hughes made Vegas better. The mob activity declined, and large corporate leaders stated that they never would have stepped foot in Vegas until Hughes changed it for the better. So either way, Hughes was never to return to Vegas, and he died in 1976, ironically, on a plane. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> so during his time in Vegas, it is said that he spent almost $300 million and over 15% of gambling revenue passed through him alone, which is fucking hilarious being that this guy, he didn't smoke, he didn't gamble, and he didn't drink. So the hmm. battle for his properties and what to do with them was a, just an absolute nightmare. This lasted all the way into 1984, and it was divided between 23 relatives and many, many hours of court hearings and litigations. One interesting tidbit to mention is that during one of the testimonials after his death, it was revealed that Hughes had an agenda to basically hold tremendous power over the entire state of Nevada by holding power to veto bills passed by the legislature, ban rock concerts in Clark, Clark County, which is where Vegas was, was at, and deny gaming licenses. A good example of this is a gaming license for Circus Circus he wanted denied, and he also never wanted to appear in court. Done deal. List goes on. This is his old stack of what the testimony was. So there's a lot of other BS that went down from the time Hughes left in 1970 to 84. Um, and, and honestly, his, his whole, if you guys never have dived into his life beyond, don't go watch Leonardo DiCaprio, Aviator, because that's just a, a tip of the iceberg of what he is. There's some really good books on, on how weird this guy was. But at the same time, I, I think he was just so confused he meant well. Uh, but if you guys want to know more about the Vegas thing and the business holdings, you can write us again, VegasConfessionsPod at gmail.com. But uh, just a quick tidbit. But yeah, that was uh, that was Howard Hughes. What the hell? Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, he changed Vegas. Like he was kind of a shaker and a mover, and a lot of what was going on. There's a whole other side story with the landmark and other owners for other casinos and kind of the rush to what was going to be built first, what was going on back and forth, you know, and obviously Landmark is not there anymore. I believe it used to sit out near the, um, what is Vegas Hilton, which is now the, inter what was the international? Um, it sits out in that area, but, um, or it did. But uh, yeah, just, you know, again, history. It amazes me. And um, yeah, stand by for a promo. Hey, this is Mark and Dr. Mike from the You Can Bet on That podcast. Mike, what's your biggest Vegas confession? Biggest Vegas confession? Yeah. Wow. I guess I should confess I've used the ATMs in every casino in Las Vegas. Wow, every single one. Every single casino in Las Vegas. That's a pretty good confession. Yeah, in the city of Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Well, now, you know, the Strip is not technically in the city oh, of Las Vegas. I know Vegas. where the That's... Strip is. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, man. So speaking of crazy motherfuckers, man, let's talk a little bit about what happened in Vegas this past weekend. Travis Pastrana jumping <laughs> no. the Caesars Fountain. That's right. Doing those jumps behind Bally's and Planet Hollywood. And I mean, not only that, the guy made it look easy and effortless. I mean, what a trip. 
Yeah, I could. And, you know, just real quick, too, we're, we're going to – we try not to put false information out there. We were bantering back and forth last episode about when he actually jumped Caesars. For some reason in my head, I thought it was stuck in, like, 72, 73. He actually did it in 67. So we were a little off on those years. And just <laughs> FYI, I was not alive in fucking 67, <laughs> in case anybody gives a shit. But uh, it was kind of amazing. I mean, you know, watching what's happened, there's a lot of people that kind of – Paid attention, not only the people who love Vegas, but just stunt people. Eric had a good point about what this is going to bring to, and there's already rumors flying around about Nitro Circus. Is it going to come to Vegas? Is this going to be a new thing? I don't know. What do you guys think about that whole topic? It's got a lot of potential, man. It, it is, but it's just a setup. It's one of those things where, number one, you got to have room. I mean, I guess you can do it in an arena which they have done, but I think that kind of ruins what Nitro Circus is. A lot of their stunts and everything they do, they do outside where they have room of, you know, what they, whatever stunt they're doing. Um, I think he had a crew of like four or five before when Nitro Circus was going on. Um, but what he's doing now, I, I don't know. I mean, even if he doesn't take it anywhere, I think this would be a cool, I think this would be a cool thing if they had the right area. The stadium's right. going up there. That's going to happen. By the way, we saw news on that, that they're already short, like like half of what the seats can fill by parking spaces, so that already leans onto what Mandela Bay and everybody else has included. That maybe there's going to be a sky bridge over to Raider Stadium. Maybe there's going to be. They can't even accommodate every single seat for people if they drive a car when they built Raider well, Station. Well, it's just not even, happening. Even even bigger than that, they announced uh, yesterday the uh, PSL fees. The seat oh, licensing yeah. fees for yeah. your ability to buy a ticket. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So there are a lot of people who put down that $100 deposit that are going to ask for it back once they see this. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, they will. Oh, that blew my mind. I don't know. You know, there, there's all kinds of logistics points to this. And I don't know. You know, when you talk, when you go into something like that where you're talking about outdoor shows, outdoor entertainment, this is what's going on, whether it's Nitro Circus, whether it's Raiders or not. I know some people are really excited about them coming, but but it it's going to be a fucking nightmare, I think. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It drives traffic, and that's for sure. If there's somewhere they need to do it, and it's got to be open, who knows? It might not happen for another couple years. Neither is the stadium. Maybe they go hand in hand. They're going to keep it, that place busy all year round, and. You know, one of the coolest parts of the whole thing watching it Sunday was watching him ride his motorcycle from that right in front of Ellis Island I all saw the that. way to yeah. Caesars yeah. Palace. He's high-fiving, taking selfies with people in the middle of traffic. I mean, just really cool to see him having fun out there in the place we love so damn much. He legitimately is a really good guy. Like, if you ever, you know, you watch his interviews and stuff, he really is cool. That whole team is pretty cool with what they do. You know, and and it's all redneck games, but yeah, it's still fun. It takes skill to do that. You know, it was kind of cool when they were talking about, oh, this is the same bike. Da da da. Okay, right. I, I call bluff. It's not the fucking same bike. You know, there was stuff done to the bike. This is not what he jumped in '67. But you know, they try to keep with the whole motif of what happened before, and ah, that was cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I always love it when something different happens in Vegas and only happens once or twice and it's not a ongoing show or something. It's more of a presentation type sorts. It's kind of neat to watch. And, yeah, dude, I tell you, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but watching them going, like you said, Ellis Island, Caesars, everything, you're what you're seeing Paris in the background, Johnny Knoxville, oh, yeah. and all those guys were doing the reporting, and you could see all the backdrop. I, 
I will admit I got a boner. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Yeah. Sure. You missed my boner? Yeah. Well, no, I missed it. It's just yeah, cool. I've seen all the shots of everywhere. I was just like, damn, I wish I was there. I showed my wife the email when it came through a couple months ago. I was like, hey, look, this is happening. She's like, I'm not interested. I'm like, damn. But <laughs> Shuts yeah, right it, it would have been cool to go to. That's for sure. It would have been cool. It would have been neat. So, yeah, anyway, exciting things in, in Vegas is happening, you know, back and forth. Should I mention that I don't give a fuck about this and like, <laughs> yes, you, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't pay me to watch this? You know what? You can mention like, I don't want to be sir. negative for no reason. That's why I'm just keeping quiet. Oh, no. But no, I don't you... know if it's good for the show or not. No, it's fine for the show. And I'll tell you what, honestly, you know, you can say what you fucking want to say. But if you told me three months ago, four months ago, that you weren't, that you, I could give a fuck about last podcast on the left. And I'm not going to go, there we go, dropping the name again. You ended up doing it. You couldn't think that you were going to do it, but you ended up doing it. So you never know. You don't know what the future holds. Oh, I'm not saying like I would never be, but I mean, I didn't watch like i you just could have care. watched when it was happening it, it's of no interest to me like it i i would honestly like i feel <laughs> terrible about this i'd be watching for a crash i wouldn't be watching for him to make the jump like he he might be a really nice guy i i only heard his name for the first time on the last episode oh jesus christ uh, when julian <laughs> mentioned him like I'm not saying that it doesn't take skill. I'm I'm sure he's a very skilled individual, but there are a lot of skills that mean very, very little to me. And this is one of them. Like, like curling in the Olympics. That might be one. No, I I could give two shits about so much more pumped about like (laughs) curling in the Olympics than I am about this. Like it, it, it literally means, uh, I don't want to be a jerk about it. I just, doesn't interest me and whether he's able to do it or not i I really don't care you know no i don't don't, don't get i don't think so so to be to be fair right like i can't watch nascar either like nascar to me is drive fast and turn left (laughs) this isn't very much different in my eyes like yes it takes an incredible amount of skill skill that i do not have nothing that i could ever possibly even imagine doing in my life but there are a lot of things that people can do that I can't do that I, I just doesn't interest me. I that dude, that's fucking perfectly legit. I don't think that's and and you know, just FYI for the record, I can't watch NASCAR either because it's the same thing. And you know what I watch NASCAR for? Crash. Crashes. <laughs> that's Hell what yeah. I watch NASCAR for. Same thing with ho- I I actually kinda enjoy hockey, but boy, I enjoy it a lot more when the fucking gloves come off and they're beating the shit out of each other. It's sad. I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of what it is. The reason I have the history for it is because uh, my dad looked damn near a spitting image of Evil Knievel. In fact, I he might have even been one. I don't, he had the pork chops. He had the same hair. It was just, and Evil Knievel was born in Butte, Montana. And my dad actually was born in uh, Butte, Montana. So, I don't know. Strange? Not making that up. There's nothing there. But he rode bikes. All the time, like he rode Harleys, and he had uh, he was a street bike guy. He built hot rods. It just, hey, you know, he reminds me of my dad. And when I look at that, and then I look back at what Travis does, it's a, you know, it it just it, it hits a heartstrings a little bit. I guess is why you know usually I don't watch motocross and dirt races. And Jules, I don't know if you do either. No. Eric, I'm not even gonna ask you. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, I don't watch it and stuff, but just to know that the event was happening in Vegas, it made me more excited to watch it. But just to watch some of those interviews with Evil Knievel before the jump was going to happen oh, and to hear him say, you know, I, I knew on half the jumps that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it, but I gave the people my word that I was going to do it. So I got to do it. I was like, dang, that's crazy to know that you, ooh, fuck, your bike and your speed uh, can't knows. get up there. That's, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's a whole thing. And, and so one more thing, not to bash Evil Knievel down <laughs> necessarily, but it, if, if anybody has ever watches footage of how he wrecks, and, and it's an art. Like, he mentions it in a bunch of interviews where he literally makes it a point not to stiffen up, to go limp. The guy looks like a fucking cr- a crash test dummy thrown in front of the bike, thrown off the bike, thrown beside the bike. I mean, it's it's horrible to watch, you know, because you just know what's happening. And so, I don't know. Maybe if he wasn't so floppy, loosey-goosey, he might not have broken all, the, all those bones. I don't know. You know, but it is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Sorry, Eric, for... Uh, talking about the whole motorcycle thing no listen i know there are a lot of people that are really into it and for those of you that enjoy it i'm really happy for you i hope i hope they put out plenty of content that you enjoy i just won't be watching (laughs) what's your number one thing can i ask what your number one thing is like if you had to name everything that you had to watch on tv that you enjoy so i really i don't watch a lot of tv um I don't. I don't even have cable. Uh, we've been a cord cutter family oh, for like uh, for for a long time. Yeah, we have too. Um, to watch on TV or, or in would, live, anything that just gets you like it was like wow, I can watch this over and over and over again. I like UFC fighting a lot. Oh, nice. Well, I didn't yeah, expect that, I, but that's cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> UFC. Um, you know, now that Vito is back in his, well, not back now that Vito is, um, spending time in his, I'll, I'll call it professional wrestling. That, that is what it is. Um, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I saw those clips. So that's I, amazing. when I was, a, when I was a kid, I was big into professional wrestling and going to that, uh, going to Vito's show with my kids and, you know, um, uh, seeing, uh, my son react to the wrestlers and what they were doing. Like, I got a real kick out of that. I guess I could get back into that uh, with my son. Uh, but as far as TV, like I, I watch sports in the news, and I don't, I don't think there's very much else. I like the Goldbergs. That's that's <laughs> probably the that's probably the only show that um, I've seen more than one or two episodes of in the last five years. That's right. That's my wife and I's favorite show. We love the fucking Goldbergs when it comes on. It's just, it's just funny. You know, I love comedies. No, I'm just curious. You know, what? Like everybody has their own thing. You know, it's not always about Vegas all the time and gambling and this and that and history. There's other things that people kind of have, and that's what's cool because all these people that we know and we meet all have a different style. You know, and some of them go for rodeos and some go for nascar some go for this uh it's really cool it's really cool just to kind of and i never asked you that and we never really knew so i figured i'd throw that out there you know we'll see what happens what about you jules are you into uh hand fighting what the hell do you call it ufc fighting hand fighting huh nice that's something totally no, different. that's I, montana i do thing. like yeah i'm sure it is <laughs> i i really like uh sports if i'm watching anything on tv it's usually football but for the most part like eric said I, I don't I don't watch TV. I'm usually on my phone watching YouTube and stuff. And if it's not 
stupid Vegas documentaries or gambling <laughs> documentaries. You know, it's Vegas vlogs. I'm watching all kinds of stuff. But uh, I, I, I truly like to just jump on YouTube and find new documentaries and just learn new stuff. You know, just just crazy. Some of the shit you learn from the interwebs. The interweb. Thank you, <laughs> Gore, for inventing that. That's awesome. He really didn't do that. But yeah, anyway. And also on that same note that you, Eric got on to with the whole wrestling thing, it's pretty cool to see Cousin Vito choking out Jerry Lawler, huh? I can't it's believe awesome. that. It's <laughs> awesome. I cannot believe so, that. So the reason, I mean, we went we went to support Vito, right? right but right. Um, like the, the added draw was Jerry the King Lawler was going to be fighting. And that, you know, he was a heel back when I was a kid. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it it's it's really i don't know like i never had any aspirations to be a professional wrestler um but i would imagine i'd enjoy being the heel much more right so uh so vito's character is very much uh like a modern day bobby the brain heenan like you you love to hate him (laughs) And when I watched Vito get, you know, he took his first bump at the show that I was at. And, you know, so he kind of took a tumble and, you know, uh, fell off. Like, it it was a lot of fun. And to watch the crowd react and, you know, it's um, it's it definitely takes athleticism, even though it's not a sport. And it's it's just fun. I had no clue that he does that. Oh, man, he's got pictures with. Uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and they have events with Mick Foley and Rey Mysterio I mean all old school wrestlers used to see on TV and you're like son of a bitch that's That's fucking that's my see when I that's my childhood I saw a picture of uh, Rick of the Steamboat Dragon had some surgery going on like last week and and I and he's got a thumbs up in the bed and I'm like oh god that guy is fucking old <laughs> like these were the you know you're looking at uh, you know the chic and oh god yeah that's crazy crazy so there is some news going on we have it right now stand by The suspense is killing me. Hey, so there actually is some fantastic news that just came down the pike. Uh, And I got to say, whispers underscore Vegas. Um, Man, Kyle, you really came through. Uh, so we, on our side, for the Ocean's 14 trip, we're going to Laughlin. Kyle actually is graciously stepping in as a guest co-host along with Chris off Faces and Aces. Uh, and you have some news, sir. Yeah, well, uh, first off, it's going to be a really good time. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think our, our whole crew is, uh, is not only excited, but put in a lot, of, a lot of work to make sure everyone was taken care of and that... The people that were coming from uh, maybe not Southern California um, or coming from the Midwest are t- completely taken care of, so which is really cool. But we will be hosting a uh, live podcast. Uh, Laughlin River Lodge has um, graciously opened up the um, 
one of their casinos for us to uh, go ahead and do a live podcast. So um, Saturday afternoon, uh, probably around one or two o'clock on the 28th, we will be in the Red Dragon downstairs of Laughlin, Laughlin River Lodge. Oh, man, dude. I Like I said, what I heard from you today, you know, and the thing is, you've been doing the footwork because you knew some people from Laughlin, and, and that actually is kind of a favorite place of, of yours, I think, right? You know, it is. It's it, I wouldn't say favorite per se, but it is. Uh, it's a nice getaway, a nice change from maybe going to Vegas. Um, it's about, I mean, the drive is about 15 minutes difference between um, driving from Southern California to Vegas to Southern California to Laughlin. So uh, the staff is great at customer service and they're always attentive of of um of your drinks and if you need another one and all that fun stuff so it's a great it's a great clean place great customer service dude that is awesome man i'll tell you so basically this has been one of those things where you know for those of you who listen to vegas confessions and again you know this is i guess a quarter of vegas confessions with you and chris co-host and you know as well um they're going to do their thing in atlantic city and julian eric's going to kind of talk some of that too on the podcast but um, I love live, po- live podcasts, and we did one in Atomic uh, Lounge, Atomic Liquors down in Vegas. It went phenomenal. I can't expect that this one's going to be any, it's just going to be better and funner. Funner's not even a word. Anyway, <laughs> it is fantastic. I want to say publicly thank you, Kyle, for the setup. Thank you, everybody that's been involved on this. Uh, Jadan, Randy, Christopher, G, everybody who really has just kind of came together and made this thing work. So, yes, we will be doing it. Uh, I will say between 1 and 3 on Saturday afternoon on the 28th. It's going to be at the Red Dragon, correct, casino? Yeah. Red Dragon uh, Casino? Red Dragon, Red Dragon downstairs in Laughlin River Lodge. Fantastic. If you're even not officially part of the Ocean's 14 group, but you're anywhere near Laughlin and you want to get a chance to uh, – to come just shake hands and say hi. By all means, you're invited. Wanted to break this quick little news reporting, and um, dude, thank you. All right, thank you. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, you know, we kind of banter back and forth a little bit, but I think. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up with everything. I don't know if anybody has anything necessarily. We're just kind of prepping on our side. We've got, what is it, a 17-day countdown, 14-day countdown, 17-day to the trip? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready to go, baby. I told my manager today, I'm like, hey, I'm out of here like early, early Friday. But it'll be cool. But what's sad, what's hardest for me is just making sure that that mirage doesn't fucking subconsciously steer itself into Vegas as I pass by. That's what I'm worried about. Because I got to get to Laughlin first and then turn around and get back. Although I think I'm picking up, uh, we're picking up Dennis there in Vegas. Nice. So we got to stop anyway. So then you are, then you are going to Vegas. Yeah, technically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to see if we can't catch a bus to the outskirts so I don't feel half so bad. Like some lonely get bus stop out, out on the fucking edge. He's, get out of here. He's your Midwesterner to be named later. You got to pick him up like right outside his hotel. Oh, shit. That's uh, And true. that means I got to tie cans in the back of the fucking car and everything else. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go you through that whole you might have to, Yeah, You might have to take him to the wedding chapel. at. I think he's staying at the link. You might have to take him to the wedding nope. chapel at the link. I can only do that with one person. There. Nope. I only do that with one person and we're already hitched. So. Jules, yeah, I'll never cheat on you, sir. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Although I don't think a red carpet's going to fit in the Mirage. We'll see. We'll see if we have room. 
I it's funny because when we're talking back and forth, he's like, Oh yeah, pick me up, da 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 and I go, Oh, that's awesome and I you know, there's kind of a pause and, and I go, Hey, uh so how 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 big's your suitcase? He goes, Well, what do you mean? I go, Well well, is it like a full size suitcase or is it like a half size suitcase? He goes, Well, well it's a full size full size suitcase. I'm gonna have my laptop too. I'm like, Ugh, I gotta make room for that. You might wanna Make sure you pack a little lighter so you can get from point A to point B. Do you guys got anything? I didn't give a shout out to Mark Meltzer, who reached uh, out to me to say that um, he also has been told, or the argument has been made, that he is Caucasian, but as a Jew, <laughs> not white. Okay, so that still is going so on. This is, okay, it, it's still going. So it's not just me, and I've I've heard it a number of times. And for those of us that grew up Caucasian, believing that we were white, <laughs> this is news to us. But wow, you know, I, I'm not disputing it. Uh, I I don't know what's right or not, but that's uh, it's a thing. Well, I feel left out now. How do I now? I feel like I'm just. A Caucasian with no skills. How do I become Jewish? Because that would mean I'd be well, more. Told you, right? you were odd. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's, true. Listen, there, there's a conversion process. We will uh, certainly let you come in, but you got to jump through a few hoops first. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know. I, that's if the Mormons don't get them first. Oh, <laughs> fucking that, dude! I swear, I already got my wagon loaded up over here. So just hold on. That's funny. Yeah, Mark Meltzer, awesome guy. That's funny he reached out and said that. I was wondering if anybody else was going to remark on that necessarily. Oh, that guy's so nice, man. I love that, dude. He's so much fun. Really, really cool people. Always good people. So, But, yeah, that's cool. So, so can, oh. can I talk about Meltz for a minute? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I've I've mentioned on the show before um, my, uh, my following of Gil Alexander. And... He puts out a podcast called Beating the Book. And okay. uh, I, I, like I said, I don't watch TV, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts. So I was searching through Beating the Book, and he puts out an episode uh, once a year where they talk about, like, lifestyle in Vegas and, like, different, like, a, a, a guy's guide to Vegas. And every year, Meltzer is uh, one of the contributors to the show. It is a, it is first of all. That's so, cool. Yeah, I, I got through uh, the last two years. It, really, really funny. A lot of really good information. And like, I always thought I'd like to hang out with Meltzer. Uh, like, this is my guy. Like, we're we're gonna <laughs> next time I go to Vegas, I'm gonna you know set up some time with him. We're gonna go out. We're gonna have a steak and hit up some of the establishments that he is uh, familiar with. Um, because yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. He's uh, that guy. He's so oh, quiet boy. usually. I I mean it, it's neat once he opens up. Like I think that's really what is he you know, where he knows his audience and he can talk to people. You know, I've had a few times where he he just he's a fucking riot. But just getting through that little window of him hanging out and stuff, it yeah, he's really cool. Yeah, I was gonna say quiet my ass. That guy's hilarious. But he is he's he's so much fun and he knows so much inside stuff about yes. Vegas when it comes to food and all of these places, new and old, where your best hole in the wall places are and 
the guy knows this stuff. You guys check him out. He's on Edge Vegas. Is that right, Eric? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Edge yeah, Vegas is his website. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. He's at, Great guy. He's at Melts Vegas on Twitter. So uh, to the group going out to Caesars Windsor this weekend, have a great time. Good luck. Post lots of pictures. Make me jealous. Uh, following week, we have Bun Fest in London. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's going to be God, I wanna that's going to be pretty cool. That's awesome. And then the week after that is our uh, Oceans Coast to Coast. So uh, those of you coming to AC, we'll see you there. And those of you going to Laughlin, bathe in the river. <laughs> We're going to have to, I think. Cool. Yeah, that Bunfest is that's shitty. That sucks. I'm going to miss that. That really is going to be a blast. Make sure everything, man. Bun boy, awesome. Yeah, you know, and Dell, I think Dell's gonna be there too, right? Yeah, yeah. Dell's gonna be there. Um, Bogan is coming. Nice, as well as uh, I got to go back to that chat group. There's there's a bunch of people that I know that are going. Um, uh, Michael Traeger will be there. So, you know, it's really funny. Like we speak English and they speak English, but, but sometimes I need a translator for <laughs> what they're saying. So it, yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, certain words are different. And, you know, I'm in this chat group and I'll be like, oh, that is definitely not a language that I'm familiar <laughs> with. That, okay. That's cool. That's going to be fun. That actually is going to be a blast. So, um, and again, you know, like I said, Ocean's 14, what we're doing. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the promo and hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Jules, you got anything? And I just want to alliterate again, you guys come out to these trips. If you guys are interested in meeting people, if you guys just like hanging out with people from all over who speak and talk and live casino language, this is what we do. We are nothing but having a, about having a good time. And that being said, whether you meet up with us in AC or Laughlin, you're going to be in for a good time. And you'll not wanna, you won't want to miss one of these future trips because they're a lot of fun, man. You go home with a lot of new friends. You do, and we have some future ones too. So never uh, worry if you missed on one. We always have other things lined up afterwards. Um, you know, it's funny because even after we, you know, we know one's planned and coming up, or Eric's schedule, he has two or three coming up. There's always something else in the, you know, in the future in two months, three months time type thing. Usually, you don't go within a couple months time frame. I think at the most of some kind of a meetup. So by all means, you know. Uh, it's fun. It's a blast. So that's been Vegas Confessions. Um, yeah, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Party rock! Yeah. Shake 
she on my jock, huh? Now stop when we in the spot. Booty moving weight like she on the block. With a drink, I got to know. Tight jeans tattoo, cause I'm rock around. Half black, half white, down now. Gang of money, open up. Yeah, I'm running through these hoes like Drano. I got that devilish flow, rock and roll, no halo. We party rock. Yeah, that's the crew that I'm rapping on the rise to the top. No letting our Zeppelin. Hey, party rock in the house. Every day I'm shuffling And be the first girl to make me throw this cash We get mine, don't be mad Now stop, hating is bad One more shot for us, another round Please fill up, look up, don't mess around We just wanna see, you shaking that Now you home with me, you're naked now Get up, get down, put your hands up to the sun Get up, get down, put your hands up to the sun Get up, get down, put your hands up to the sun Put your hands up to the sun Every day I'm shuffling.